Hi, I'm Alois Mujira and you're listening to the CFM Sport Podcast. Z. Nice, Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's CFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on CFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's a very good evening, Zimbabwe. It is a Wednesday, wacky Wednesday here on ZFM Sport on my station, your station, ZFM Stereo. We are celebrating 10 years of being on air. That is no mean feat whatsoever. On the show today, Chris Meadzi, Alois Bunjira, and my name is Barry Manandi. Behind it all is our producer, our intrepid producer, Sean Tafirenika. He makes the whole thing tick. On the home front today, Mitchell Stark and Adam Zampa. Complete, collected three wickets apiece in Australia's eight-wicket demolition of Zimbabwe, giving the home side an unassailable 2-0 series lead uh, from the second one-day international at Riverway Stadium in Townsville. In international sports news, we'll go stateside, where after a very long off-season, at long last, the new NFL season kicks off tomorrow with the Buffalo Bills, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kansas City Chiefs and Los Angeles Rams among the favorites to lift the Vince Lombardi Trophy in February. 2023 and in around the world in 60 we have updates from australia new zealand and the United States. Second half of the show is going to be the beautiful game we'll kick off in the Premier League where Thomas Tuchel criticises Chelsea players for not being tough enough and their soft defending after losing 2-1 at Southampton last night. Inter striker Lautaro Martinez feels the team did well to respond to the setback of losing to Lazio last Friday by beating Cremonese 3-1 in Serie A last night. And in a major turn of events, Memphis Depay could end up staying put at Barcelona after his much to transfer to Juventus collapsed completely. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors, and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. All right, we're starting with a cricket where Mitchell Stark and Adam Zampa collected three wickets apiece in Australia's eight-wicket demolition of Zimbabwe, giving the home side an unassailable 2-0 series lead from the one, second one-day international at Riverway Stadium in Townsville. After being sent into bat, Zimbabwe were unable to repeat their respectable batting performance from Game 1, crumbling to 96 all-out in 27.5 overs. In reply, Australia peeled off 100 for the loss of two wickets in 14.4 overs before a modest weekday crowd so it could have all been done well within t20 time they made very light work of zimbabwe did australia let's hear from zimbabwe all rounder sean williams who spoke to journalists after the second one day international yeah look i think it's you can call it a bad day as well um 
it's also a good sign of the difference between the two sides. I think, um, you know, as, taking it as a positive, it shows us where we are. Um, without being too negative about the whole thing, there's definitely a skill gap in between the two teams. Um, quite a big one at that as well. So, but you know, it's it's a good opportunity for us to learn and to grow from from players like this and to play against teams like this consistently. I think is a good thing and um, you know bring it bring a little bit more match awareness into into the games going forward um, in the future for us for the World Cup. Um, and when we get sort of back down to our, our kind of level, you know, we'll be that much that much better. You know, you play against these guys more and more. I think obviously you're going to get better. You're going to grow in confidence. It's it's a it's an attitude that they bring um, that not many other teams do bring around um, that we play against. So I just feel like you know, if you if you do commit to to doing well here, you you will do well. Um, if you read the game well, you will do well again. Obviously, the wickets have been tough, and losing the toss twice has, hasn't been the greatest thing. So I I I felt that you know even even we. Gave them a little bit of a run for their money up at, up at the top of the order there this, this afternoon. So, you know, if we hit those right areas consistently, it's obviously a bit different when we're facing 140 clicks an hour to run down to that or to run down to 130. It's a very big difference. So, they could push off, they could push us off our lengths, and but whereas we couldn't. So, it's um, a lot of work to be done where we are. But look, I, I think. You know, I don't want to be negative about anything. I think it's it's a positive thing. Some of our guys can play at this level. Uh, the words there of Sean Williams, Zimbabwe all-rounder, uh, speaking after the game. And and uh, the good thing there, I think there is uh, a lot of humility in in how he spoke. And I mm. think that when you when you get a chastening defeat like this, it brings you crashing down to earth. And the response of a strong character is then to dust yourself off, realize what your mistakes are and go again. And it sounds like that's what he's committing to do. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of honesty that came through there as well um, when he talks about that only some of our players are able to bat and to play and to compete at this level. I think is is very important for us to realize, first of all, as Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe cricket stakeholders mm. and also I think for the team themselves to recognize that they're not necessarily there to win but what he talked about throughout that um, audio is the fact that they're here to learn there are things that they can do better and that it's not necessarily a completely negative situation I don't think anyone was under the illusion when uh, the Chevrons went off to Australia that they were going to be there to you know compete and give Australia a run for their money throughout the series but here they are and I think the most important thing to take away from here is that they are conscious of what where their errors are and the fact that they need to learn yeah they need to learn uh, the challenge at the top of the batting uh, still remains. Innocent Kai and Tadiwanashe Marumani opened the batting and uh, listen, um, uh, Innocent Kai too, bowled by Stark and uh, mm-hmm. Marumani uh, was uh, only managed to uh, score four off uh, 18 balls. So it it the the top order or the opening batting pairing is still a problem. Yeah. Wesley Madevere comes in a first drop and gets a duck. So even though we're installing him and uh, tapping him as our best batter, <laughs> um, he certainly isn't, according to current form. Yeah, I, th- I think we-, we should have done um, the thing of maybe not tell him. Surprise him like the last time. Um, I think maybe he gets in his head a little bit because I don't know how else to explain the fact that he can perform so unexpectedly and so well and actually ensure that Zimbabwe has Be a respectable yeah, score. Yeah. 
and then come in again and out for a duck. It's, yeah. it's it's absolutely crazy. I think that top order is something that we need to work on. But also, I don't think Zimbabwe's strategy in this scenario actually worked out for us. Um, I think at trying to attack the Australian bowlers, that, that strategy completely unraveled. Sikanda Raza out for 17, um, Regisa Chakamba 10. Um, so it's... It's, it leaves everything in a very precarious position, but I think that our strategy also let us down. I think we had a bit of resistance from Sean Williams, um, 29. Uh, so our, our batting is very no, problematic a- here, but also... You're coming up against Mitchell Stark. Best, yeah, the best, best bowlers. Best. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're hitting uh, 140 kilometers an hour. At, uh, very, very, very easy. When when it's a slower ball, it's at 130 kph. So you're 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 really really going to struggle mm. against that sort of pace. But the real challenge we still have, and we spoke about it last time, is spin because Adam Zampa, who's a leg spinner, managed to uh, snag three for 21. So he was having a very good time out yeah. there. And and this is um, definitely a pace track or, or pace wicket um, but still giving him a lot of turn a lot of purchase and uh, uh, still very deadly with that uh, uh, turning track so uh, listen uh, for me I think that we've got to apply ourselves and ensure that whether it is that we get uh, a few subcontinent uh, net bowlers uh, mm. to come in and bowl us uh, bowl at us uh, some spin in our, in our practice yeah. sessions but we're going to have to uh, fix that problem and fix it quickly because that's an easy win at least yeah. if we get used to uh, facing spin we've mm. solved one problem we're not going to be able to get uh, unless it's blessing Zarabani who himself is not as quick as your Mitchell Starks Josh, Josh Hazelwood yeah. type uh, levels uh, but Apart from him, we don't have any real express pace. So that is one that's down the track. But certainly, uh, in terms of facing spin, we can do a little bit more. A chastening defeat uh, for the Chevrons and bringing all of us, including us, uh, their loyal fans, crashing down to earth. But it was always to be expected that Australia was going to be some leagues better than we are. The third and final match will be played at the same venue on Saturday. And uh, now it's a dead rubber. And let's see if Zim can take off the leash, whatever, if there was a leash, (laughs) (laughs) or at least fix the challenges that we saw in this game. Next up, we go for a local sports news roundup. We've got golf, we've got some boxing news, and then, of course, the top tier of domestic football. Hi, my name's Ryan Kenz, Sunshine Tour professional golfer, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. We're going to start off your local sports news wrap with some golf news where after winning his fourth tournament of the season when he backed the Bata Power Amateur Golf Championship in Gweru Golf Club over the weekend, Monash Ndaruza was rewarded for his efforts as he in- was included in the Zimbabwe Golf Association's team for the All-Africa Team Championship. The biannual event will be played in Egypt from the 16th to the 21st of September. The Wingate-based top amateur has been making some strides as he also won the Julius Robertson Mashingo Amateur Championship and the Roland Park Golf Open this season. Head over to some boxing news. Zimbabwe will take on Botswana in a boxing tournament that is set for Palace Hotel in Bulawayo on the 24th of September. The competition will feature 10 international fights. Six will be men's bouts, while four will be for the women's category. Zimbabwe Boxing Federation Technical Director Stephen Musia Mbombi said preparation for the tournament was smooth 
for sailing smoothly, smoothly sailing. Provincial <laughs> 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 and PSL News striker Lyneth Chikua has extended his stay at Highlanders by a further two years. Chikua, a former Highlanders junior who captained Boso Juniors when they were in Division 2 in 2012, has scored seven goals in the league. Caps United forward William Manondo leads the top goal scorers chart with 15 goals. Chickenins Brian Muzo is on 10 goals, while Nyasha Chintuli of Manika Diamonds has scored nine. Alois saw a Facebook post from you. You were really impressed with how this um, unveiling was done and also the fact that Highlanders seems to be on the mark in terms of retaining the key players and also bringing in the right uh, sort of talent that they want. And it looks like the Highlander squad is coming along nicely. Yeah, I think I think they're on a good path. Uh, when you look at the way they do things and uh, that presentation is actually, you know, they, they, these are little things that people think they are little. But when you on the in the bigger picture, they are big, big things. You know, people are not going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You, you see, it, 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 these things, they go a long way in showing who you are, the, your image, you know, your brand. You know, you're, you're a marketing person. You're yeah. Very, yeah. You know, it's branding. It's very big. People in Zimbabwe take branding lightly. Mm-hmm. But it's actually a big thing. That's, those are the first things that you look at when you think about a club. So I think Highlanders are on a good path. And the two-year contract, I was also impressed. Yeah. That they're actually giving two-year contract. This means that they are looking at the long term. Mm-hmm for the club for me they, they're not go, they're not going people players going out they are building a club for the future give islanders one year two years mm-hmm. and i'm telling you now they will be back to their former glory because they've got the whole monopoly of blawai of matabelle land mm-hmm. and highlanders have got the potential to grow like really big if they keep on in this trajectory yeah i, I completely agree with uh, uh Alice. i just want to add uh, to that the fact that i think uh with uh jose bruto coming in um them uh, going towards more youth it's it's, it's almost yeah. a moxymoron because uh, jose brito is one of a he's the senior <laughs> statesman in the yeah, but he's, <laughs> but he's yeah, the one who's, who's actually yeah. promo- promoting youth uh and and he's that young side he he looks like he wants to keep them together and he's been making noises about no i'm happy with what i have i've seen what's in boso 90 I've, uh, we saw him even promote uh, recently mason mushore who, yes. who moved from 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 golden eagles uh into the first team so he's planning for the future and i hope that they will be able to hold on to jose brito firstly and then secondly keep this group together and as alloys points out maybe even not not next year next year we're going to see steps forward yeah it would surprise me if they win the league next next, next season but it's it's not out of the realms of possibility but mm-hmm. i foresee in the next two seasons Highlanders is going to be all but uh, creating some sort of dynasty because these players will now be in their prime and will be available to Highlanders for at least two and three years where they can dominate. And fingers crossed, you know what? Probably their sponsors out at Secunda right now, smiling from ear to ear. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's CFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. Whether it's the NBA or NFL, the best of America on ZFM Sport. All right.
uh, we're going stateside now and we're talking the NFL after gridiron. After a very long off-season, at long last, the new NFL season kicks off tomorrow with the Buffalo Bills, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kansas City Chiefs and Los Angeles Rams among the favorites to lift the Lombardi Trophy in February 2023. Uh, the defending champions, Rams, uh, get this new season rolling when they host the Bills in an early battle of Super Bowl favorites at the SoFi Stadium. Uh, NFL pundit Harry Douglas says the Rams have what it takes to be repeat Super Bowl champions. When you, when you look at the pieces that they have, first I'll start with Aaron Donald. I think Aaron Donald is the best football player in the National Football League. I understand it's a quarterback-driven league, but Aaron Donald takes that crown. You look at them offensively. They have Matthew Stafford coming back. They have Cam Akers. They have, uh, I think it's Henderson. I think he's coming back as well. Uh, Sony Michelle, I think he's going to be a free agent. But then you have Cooper Cup coming back. You have Higby coming back. Robert Woods, who tore his ACL, he's going to be back. Odell had an opportunity to taste success. Odell had an opportunity to be comfortable physically and mentally. So I can see Odell taking less money to, to, to go back to, uh, to the Rams. As long as they have two key pieces, I think. Aaron Donald, who was the best player in the National Football League, and Matthew Stafford, who played unbelievable when it came to the playoffs. Um, I think they have a chance to run it back. Z. All right, the voice there of Harry Douglas, uh, an NFL pundit, uh, talking there that they've got the pieces to do the business. And he certainly talks about Matthew Stafford. Uh, uh, Chris also talks about Aaron Donald. Another name that he doesn't mention is Cooper Cup. And when you take a look at those uh, two players specifically, Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, absolute stars um, on respective sides of the ball. And I think when we've seen these two players in particular play extremely well, we've seen this team do incredibly well as well. And Miller's gone, but the Rams did bring in... um, veteran LB uh, Bobby Wagner and I think when you're taking a look at bringing all of these pieces together and what makes such quality for the Rams I think that's exactly it Alright, let's take a look at the Buffalo Bills now after winning the AFC East for a second straight season, Buffalo enters the 2022 NFL season as the favourite to win the next Super Bowl. Now Buffalo Bills star quarterback Josh Allen says their devastating loss to the Kansas City Chiefs will spur them forward this year and the emotions of that game, again, the highs and the lows, but, you know, ultimately we didn't do enough to get the job done. And, um, you know, the, the taste that we have as a team, it, it's still there. So we don't want to feel that again. And, again, we nothing we did last year is going to carry over. And this year we're starting 0-0, zero zero, but we can still take a lot of valuable lessons and uh, knowledge from that game and try to apply it to our upcoming season here. But what we're, expect, what we're expecting to see, um, whether teams are now starting to really drop eight, play their you know cover two and, and you know have a spy or if they're trying to blitz us I think over the years especially you know from from the first year to now the difference of how defenses are playing me has changed drastically and sure Coach McDermott's been a, a great tool in trying to assess that and how to attack those defenses Z. Listening to the, to the star quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, of course, Josh Allen. And the Buffalo Bills uh, last season were that team that everybody wants to do well, isn't yeah, it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think they have such a likable persona as a team. So lots of talent as an up-and-coming team, so underdog. And that's ex- all of those things put together are what this team was in 2020. So last season, um, they developed into a full-on powerhouse now. And I think they showed us what they could do and I think majority of Americans wanted to see them beat uh, the Chiefs 
in that um, divisional round playoff game. Unfortunately, it wasn't to be, but I think just the likability and the support around this team is incredible and they've managed to bring it together to show that they deserve the plaudits that they are getting and the support as well across the US. Right, okay. Let's take a look at the team that uh, the the Glazers actually like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a cheap shot. That's a cheap shot. That's a cheap shot. I'm sure they like Manchester United as well, which they own, but they also own the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, the Bucks won the Super Bowl in Tom Brady's first season with the club. In his second, they won the NFC South uh, for the first time since 2007 before falling in the second round uh, to the eventual champion Rams. But Brady, unretired and back in the fold for 2022, we can uh, we can all expect big things from Tampa in the NFC once again. Our NFL pundit and favorite of the show, Stephen A. Smith, says he is not counting out Tom Brady. I'm not counting out Tom Brady. Part of it is the conference that you're in, like I told you by default. Now, I understand your offensive line is a question mark. I understand Godwin. We hope that he's going to be ready eventually because he had a nasty injury last year. Let's see what he's going to be able to do at the beginning of the season. You got Mike Evans out there. You still got Cameron Brake, even though Rob Gronkowski isn't there. You still got Leonard Fournette out of that backfield. I'm looking at the level of continuity, even though Bowles is the coach as opposed to Bruce Arians. He's been there. Okay, so I'm looking at it with left, which is your offensive coordinator still. The level of continuity combined with the fact that the defense is going to be better this year because we know they had some weak spots last year. With the experience of Tom Brady knowing how to win, getting rid of the football quickly, having Fournette out of the backfield, catching passes from time to time. I just Mm. think it's a mistake to summarily dismiss the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a bona fide threat to come out of the NFC and go to the Super Bowl. I got you. Z. Okay, Chris, look, we won't dismiss the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the Bucs uh, uh, have... Listen, when you've got Tom Brady on your on your team, mm. uh, you've got to be considered there or thereabouts. But the man's 45. Uh, you're... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you're, you're hoping more so than expecting that things are going to happen. And also, we understand now the dynamic in the team has sort of changed, doesn't it? Yeah, and look, and also you mentioned that he's 45. And mm. it's a very good thing that he's got some very key players along with him as well. Yep. So you're Mike Evans, Chris uh, Godwin, Leonard Fournette as well. Um, when you take a look at that stock of players as well I think also assists yes we can count on Tom Brady absolutely fantastic but I think he's got a formidable team with him as well Mm. but that dynamic is looking very interesting with the team overall apparently Tom Brady missed 10 days of preseason and when asked he simply said that he's 45 years old and things happen so (laughs) I don't know look look, we get these larger than life personalities at a lot of teams Um, I think we're seeing the same across the PSG with uh, Kylian Mbappe also setting the balance there I'm not necessarily sure if this is upsetting the balance at the Bucks Mm. but I think he's just using his leverage as Tom Brady the star to, track the star, the star turn, yeah. exactly to just say you know what I, I, I get a bit of you know leeway yeah. here and there exactly. and, and he deserves it I mean listen uh, man is is uh, one of the greatest to ever do it so listen you've got, you've got to absolutely defer uh, to him the Kansas City Chiefs now the Kansas City uh, which has appeared in each of the past four AFC Championship games after edging the Bills in the above mentioned thriller that's uh, the AFC Championship the Chiefs uh, that, that was against the Bucks when 
when they beat the Bucks, uh, uh, 30, uh, what was the score, shucks? Um, okay, uh, I will remember the score at some point. Uh, <laughs> after aging the Bills, and the, uh, the, the Chiefs lost to a Bengals team amid their improbable run to a conference title and a shot at the Lombardi uh, Trophy. So Kansas City has got to right some wrongs. And again, like we just said about uh, Tom Brady, Chris, when you've got Patrick Mahomes, you've always got a chance. You've always got a chance. And again, these teams are doing something interesting in terms of their star players. So while they will have their star players, they've also ensured that they've got some key additions in this team to ensure that it's not completely weighted on one player. And I think that's always so important. If the other teams are doing it, and like we ran through, these teams have their star picks Mm. and usually the QB. QB, But they've also ensured, like, um, I know for the Chiefs, uh, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster as well, Travis Kelsey, um, Patrick Mahomes, like we talked about, the star player. So that combination, I think, is very key. And these teams are ensuring that they are very, very balanced as they go into this. Absolutely, and thanks, thanks a lot, Sean Tavia Nika. That's why you are the producer. Uh, that uh, epic was actually the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Buffalo Bills 42 36 in that AFC divisional round a playoff game. That's uh, why Sean is in the building. The dark horses <laughs> for this season the Green Bay Packers, of course, Aaron Rodgers, a four time MVP candidate, and is showing no signs of slowing down. And the Packers' schedule affords it the chance to earn home field once again or at least win the division. Denver Broncos, you got to mention them. Uh, Russell Wilson, uh, he makes them contenders. Mr. Sierra. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what he's called? Oh, is that what you call him? Uh, now, the, and then, of course, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, their QB, Lamar Jackson's team, uh, and his health will ultimately make the difference between success and failure for the Ravens. He'll have to do it without top wide receiver Marquez Brown uh, this year, but Jackson can seemingly win games all by himself. So, your NFL Week 1 matchups. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are at the LA Rams. Pittsburgh Steelers are at the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, New England Patriots uh, are at the Miami Dolphins. We didn't even talk about the Pats. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs are at the Arizona Cardinals, while the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be at the Dallas uh, Cowboys. Denver Broncos will be at the Seattle Seahawks. The NFL is back and will keep you appraised. This is your home uh, for all things coming from stateside. MBA sometimes will jump into the MLB, sometimes even the MLS. And then, of course, we give you the NFL. Around the World 60 is next. We've got stops in Australia, New Zealand, and the United States. Hi, my name is Zuba Amute, Los Angeles Clipper Small Forward, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. Around the World in 60 Seconds, International Sports News. We should go off in Australia where the Springboks will have to continue their rugby championship campaign down under without the services of leaders Lucanio Am and Andre Pollard after they were ruled out due to industry. Am and Pollard who have knee injuries and are part of the quartet of players which includes Elton Yanchi's uh, Peter Steve Dutoy who were left out of this weekend's team sheet for the Wallabies rematch in Sydney. Let's head over to New Zealand. Black Caps all-rounder Colin de Grandhomme has announced his retirement from international cricket. De Grandhomme 
somehow made his decision to bring down the curtain on an impressive international career after discussions with New Zealand cricket who have agreed to release him from his central contract. The Zimbabwe-born Kiwi said a range of factors had played a part in his decisions, not least his struggled his struggles with injury and the increasing competition for places in all three formats. Barry, this is someone calling time on a pretty decent, like a good career. Very good career. Um, uh, with the black caps and it's it's sad to see him go but i think when you just take a look at the mitigating circumstances his decision makes sense yeah his decision makes sense uh, also because uh, the, the 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 players coming through for the black caps uh, you got some really strong competition there so i think he's looking at it and thinking to himself uh, i'm less available now than available so i'd rather perhaps uh, focus on uh, playing in the uh, uh, club competitions also going across all over the world uh, to mm. the T20 competitions, make some money uh, and see where where I end up. Uh, I don't think he's saying goodbye to the game as a whole, yeah. uh, but certainly he won't be available for selection for the Black Caps. And also stand in the United States where Emma Raducanu became only the third defending champion to exit the US Open in the first round while four-time winner Rafael Nadal overcame an early scare against a player ranked, get this, number 198 in the world. Raducanu slumped to a six 363 defeat to veteran French player Alice Cornet, who is competing in a record 63rd consecutive Grand Slam. Nadal saw off Australian wildcard Rinky Hijikata 4662-6363 to register his 65th career win in New York. Fan zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. All right, let us know your thoughts. 0731 That's our WhatsApp number right here in the studio. And you could be like Tatenda in Bulawayo who says, I watched the entire game. Stark na Hazelwood, Vapetsama Sports. I think Australia and India, they gave us some reality check. We really need Gary Balance uh, pa batting Apple. Um, Asika improvement, cover Apple Mbijana. Yeah, no, 100%. I, I, I don't think, Chris, we can ever deny that we aren't where we used to be. Yeah. However, let's not get ahead of ourselves and think that we are where we're not. Yeah, and I think we can see significant strides and I'm going to point to a marker and that's between two coaches. I think mm. uh, with our previous um, head coach... Laljan Rajput. Yeah, he... We kept him for a very long time when there was something sorely wrong there. And I'm not sure it's if it's because we hadn't found an adequate replacement or what. But what Dave Houghton's been able to do with exactly the same crop of players... I think is a, is, a, is a distinct shift that we should have made potentially a lot sooner than we ended up making. Yeah, for sure. I'd agree with that. Sangsi says, guys, Australian, our boys were never going to challenge much down under. Agreed. Yeah, <laughs> we absolutely. Expect, but what we did expect is to see green shoots of uh, a positive direction and I think we've seen a little here and there King George uh, you don't tell us where you're writing us from he says it's a good thing that we are playing Australia now uh, but for us to cover that gap between us at the top uh, and the top uh, cricket nations it's going to be difficult because uh, on our future tour there are no best teams in our near future uh, we will plan until 2024 yeah the future tours program came out and it doesn't look like uh, we have any of the A-list nations uh, there or thereabouts, and that could be a challenge. However, we let's w- let's beat whatever's put in front yeah. of us, yeah. and then we can see uh, where we are 
uh, actually uh, in all of this. Let me leave the football messages for a second and just wrap up uh, with the with the cricket messages. Last five one-day internationals. This is Tonde. Our last five one-day internationals, including this latest one. We haven't been able to bat the whole 50 overs. To be honest, I think it is a poor shot selection and game awareness. We should concentrate on rotating the strike and aim to get runs in the last 10 overs of their batting innings. Today, the boys were in T20 mode. And isn't that, isn't that sort of... And I suppose, yes, I can ask Alois this. Isn't that always the danger when you give freedom to players in, in any sport? There's a danger that they can then forget to concentrate on the basics and do the basics right first and think about, oh... So now I can run with the ball wherever I want to go if it's football. And I can try and make those big shots if it's cricket. Because the coach has let us play with freedom. No, I, I think it, it, it also comes from the coach, Barry. Because when you are given freedom, the coach actually says that you do Their it in the consult. <laughs> yeah, in the, in the, in, inside yeah. what the team is supposed to be. It's a team team game first before you're an individual. So you do it in the confines of the basics, like you are saying. Because you cannot just start to... I give you freedom as a left winger. Yeah. I, I always take it to football as a left winger. Yeah. And I find you running with the ball and you're playing in right back position. And then you, call it, you don't call that freedom. You, you don't call that freedom. You do so it's the within po- the confines yeah, of, confines of, of the, team the team structure. Yeah, yes. so, so that's what the boys need to remember. This one says, love and appreciate the round. Uh, the world sports news uh, will be interested in the Broncos games against the Seattle Seahawks uh, since Russell Wilson... Uh, switched to Broncos. Many are still sad about that move. So there's a bit of a, a grudge match, as it were. There's a bit of afters that may happen in that matchup. But great to see that the NFL fans are being served as well uh, through our coverage right here on the show. I thought you had spared us the pain of in skipping the Chelsea talk, guys. Uh, I think the new team blundered in firing Peter Cech and company. And the new guys, Hameno. Um, Peter Cech, director of football, uh, and then uh, Marina Granoskaya, uh, the CEO at Chelsea, both left uh, at the end of the Roman Abramovich era. Um, the Todd Burley-led uh, team has a lot to follow and a lot to prove. Yeah, but uh, I think on the flip side, this is a Chelsea that hasn't changed from last season. You know, uh, you look at the team; they were playing better football. So sometimes, you know, you know, it's, it's it it leaves room for vindication for those that were saying, "Let's wait for Tuchel to have his own season." A season, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's wait because he took over when things were ripe and ready, right. and he just carried on from where Lampard had left off and people were saying that but he had his own season last Lampard. season and he finished third yeah distant but, third but finished yeah, third isn't this is like his first preseason his first no 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 uh, last second. season it's his second, his second yeah. yeah so now because in the first season he won uh, the Champions League oh yes yes yeah. so now it's, it's, it's more like okay now the, the chickens have come 
Tom Tiris. So he's now on his own. He is so for, sometimes I think I think that because for me when I look at Chelsea, this, this is a Chelsea that was playing scintillating football yeah. last season, and everybody was actually predicting that they look. They, I, they I think go for the for the for the for the crowd. I think I made I think out. I think I made a mistake asking you about Chelsea before we got to the beautiful game because you didn't keep your powder dry. Now let's get I, into I the guys. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get into the beautiful game and talk Chelsea. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. All right, we start in England where Thomas Tuchel criticised his Chelsea players for not being tough enough and their soft defending after losing 2-1 at Southampton last night. Uh, the Blues have performed inconsistently across their opening five games, taking only seven points, which leaves them in eighth and languishing off the top four pace. Let's hear from Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel. Obviously, we're not tough enough to, to win these matches at the moment away. It's a bit the same story like in Leeds. In Leeds, we thought... The problem was that we did not score in the first 20-25 minutes um, and then they pushed us off balance in two minutes with two goals and we could not find any answers, although in Leeds we had answers in the first 15 minutes of the second half. Today we scored, so obviously everything was was okay, but uh, one set piece again, one sloppy defending again. And uh, we're off balance, and uh, today we did not uh, react to it. Um, we were lucky not to concede a third goal in, in the beginning of the second half. We were not tough enough as a team to react or to, to push it over the line for us. Z. Not tough enough, says uh, Thomas Tuchel. And Chris, uh, uh, look. Southampton played a good game. They, it could have been a lot more because uh, we had goal line clearances. Uh, we had, uh, in fact, two goal line clearances, one by uh, Kukurea and the other one by uh, Thiago Silva. Uh, so the, it, the score line pretty much flatters uh, Chelsea. Their defending is atrocious. Their, their play has been pretty much clueless, certainly in this game. Mm-hmm. For me, a coaching problem. Definitely a coaching problem and I think we we alluded to a coaching problem when we took a look at some of the decisions that were being made at Chelsea pre-season, some of the players that were requesting to leave and some of the players that they were letting go of themselves and we saw a distinct, there was a quality shift that happened at Chelsea Mm. and for me that points to a, a manager who I think doesn't know how to deal with a certain kind of player yeah. and especially the more mature and seasoned players certainly and we can see that under his instruction especially this season I think it's very evident that Chelsea is being is stringing it along because they've got some good quality players mm. but when you're taking a look at coaching and managing and even just the in-game management itself there's something that's lacking there yeah, so the, uh, Nompumelelo in Vlaio uh, says I don't think Chelsea's backline is the problem but our midfield without Conte uh, we are exposed Mountain Havertz have been atrocious he reckons they need a DM and a striker he's a Chelsea fan so he says we need a, uh, a holding midfielder and a striker however when I look at that holding midfield position you got two of probably uh, the top 
10 uh, holding midfielders in world football Jorginho and uh, N'Golo Conte so you bring another body into the room and then bring a striker where you've gotten rid of uh, Romelu Lukaku and Timo Werner yeah, uh, for me, I agree with Chris 100%. This is a coaching problem. It's not about Nkola Kante. He's injured, like he is now. <laughs> a club must, must be expecting that to happen. Yes, yeah. You know, a player is not a machine. Yeah. He is going to get it. That's why we talk about depth. They He's going to be on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, but some also, yeah. I think let's take a, take a look at also some of the players that are missing here. Loftus Cheek gone, yes. uh, Reese James ill, Conor Gallagher suspended. So it's he's also got a few pieces that are missing. So that depth nah. that you're talking about is but a little no, obliterated. No, 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 not really. Reese just was just for this game. Mm. He was ill. Mm. Gallagher just for this game. They were the, the only two. Loftus Cheek played. Yeah, uh, and Loftus Cheek has been in and out of the yeah, team. He has yeah, been in when he's been team, in, he's, he's done well for sure. Yeah, exactly. So for me, it still goes back. To, to the coach. You know, sometimes people underestimate the, the acumen of a coach when it comes to recruitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's his oh, job. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you are the it. one who is empowered to recruit players. Yeah. So if you don't have depth and you don't have a squad, it's it comes back you. to you. It's, it's on, on your, it's on you. you. It's yeah. on your door. However, your recruitment is part of your managerial skills. Guys, we've spoken about Chelsea, but Southampton played a fantastic game. Ralph oh, Hasenhutl yeah. also having an up and down season, but last night he could actually kickstart his season. Yeah, we're not expecting him to challenge, but. It's all about staying in the league, keeping their status, finishing as high as they can. And Southampton set themselves up on a path for success because I saw expansive, attacking, mm. organized football. And also, I think they're very keen on sticking to their strategy, which is to develop younger talent. But at the same time, there's a balance to be struck there. So the type of football they want to play, yes, they're playing incredible football. They want to develop the younger talent. But at the same time, you might be flirting with relegation a little bit there as well because it is a bit of a risky strategy the way that they want to do it. But are they playing scintillating football? Absolutely. Yeah, expansive football, yes. It's good for, for the development of the game, younger players and all that. But uh, as far as fighting for for top Top four, top five, no, top six. That, that. No, they are, they are mid-table side. Mid-table. Because when you talk of expansive football, we are talking about Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> Newcastle are playing way, way much more they expansive really football are, yeah. than, than Southampton. Well, so you, I would expect Newcastle to be playing. They're about top eight. But Southampton, mid-table, yeah. Well, Newcastle is in action against Liverpool tonight. Let me yeah, just give you last be, night's results. It's going to be some hell of a match, I promise you. <laughs> Let me just give you last night's results before we preview that game. Crystal Palace, one all draw with Brentford. Fulham, two, one winners over Brighton. And then Leeds United playing out a one-all draw against Everton. Tonight's action, Liverpool will be bidding uh, to build on their nine-goal victory over Bournemouth when they continue their Premier League campaign at home to Newcastle tonight. Let's get the pre-match thoughts uh, from both managers ahead of the encounter. Liverpool's Jurgen Klopp is first. And then we'll hear from Newcastle manager Eddie Howe. First and foremost, um, the scoreline is a, is a freak. Freaky one if you want. Um, doesn't happen a lot or often and will not happen a lot because of the quality of opponents but things can go that way um, because we play a good game so um, everything worked out that that afternoon we know that boys are not dumb um, we don't expect a, a freakish uh, scoreline again because um, for the obvious reasons um, so no I'm not concerned about to be honest because what I want to keep is the, the way we played
I think we're in a stronger place from the, the game against uh, Liverpool at Anfield last year where, again, we were in a difficult position at that moment and we were just, um, I think, trying to stay in the game as long as we could. I thought we performed well in the day, but their quality uh, won them the game. I think we're in a stronger place, yeah. I think the, the injuries are a concern to us, but I think um, we're unbeaten. The players are playing in a style of football and a, a way of playing that I believe they've got confidence in. Uh, we'll be extremely tested in this game. It'll be a, a really good examination of us. But I see no reason why we should go there uh, and give a, another good account of ourselves and play with no fear. Z. Play with no fear, says Eddie Howe. And in truth, we can believe that because we've seen them play with no fear. Yeah, they're playing with no fear. Like I was saying earlier, that they are playing expansive football. You know, why I respect uh, Eddie Howe is he transformed the team. Yeah. You know, that was playing average football and he didn't bring in big name players. And suddenly this team is, is transformed. Yeah. They, everyone wants to watch. To be honest, let's be honest. Yeah. I, I, I don't know about listeners out there. Who doesn't want to watch us, uh, <laughs> Newcastle? Yeah. You know, we just want to yeah. watch them. You, I mean, the, they, they the play atmosphere. football at 100, 100 kilometers an hour. The atmosphere is fantastic. Their and their, even their kit is, is, is nice <laughs> to look at. You know, <laughs> the everything, everything about them now, I think for the neutral, you just want to watch Newcastle play. And yeah. I, 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 I've got high respect for, yeah. for Eddie Howe. And you know what? Uh, Newcastle is doing fantastic. They're called the Magpies, uh, uh, Chris. But I see here. But tonight, they're, they're, they're taking they're taking on a team that's going to test any of the forward movement that they've had so far in a Liverpool side that's back. Back, yes, backish. Let's still take a look at the number of people missing for Liverpool: oh, okay. Diogo Jota, Joel Matip. Ox is out. Konate, Ramsey, yeah, yeah, Navi Keita, yeah. still out. So, no, it's not totally back. But I think that 9-0 scoreline um, was good for confidence. But I think when they're coming up against a Newcastle side, they're going to be facing a much tougher opponent for me. I think this Newcastle side, the type of football that they play is not the kind of... is not. It's definitely not the same um, as the team they got that 9-0 scoreline against. Yeah, no, it's very, very different. And uh, the good thing for Liverpool is that... Alan Sam Maximan is unlikely to play uh, in this game of course nursing an injury after that uh, uh, game that they played uh, over the weekend so uh, uh, the likelihood is that Alexander Isak uh, uh, will be included in the squad whether he'll actually have a role in this game it remains to be seen you know you know you know when I look at Newcastle one 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 person that we don't we are not giving uh, real recognition here is their fitness trainer yeah, yeah because yeah. you cannot play football at that speed for 90 minutes if you're not fit and they are fit those guys they the, whatever, are their dietitian and their fitness trainer yeah. Heads off. They absolutely uh, I respect yeah. for those ones. And, and the thing is that uh, with modern football intensity uh, and being able to maintain that intensity is a key component of playing modern football. So it's Newcastle versus Liverpool. That's a headline fixture tonight and it kicks off uh, at 10pm tonight. Uh, but the rest of the matches uh, on 
this evening. Uh, Arsenal will take on Aston Villa. Uh, Gerard sorely needs a result of that game, and you can't see it come. Uh, but in truth, he needs a result out of that game. Bournemouth will take on Wolves. Manchester City versus Nottingham Forest, and then West Ham will be taking on Tottenham in a bit of a London derby. Let's give you some quick updates out of various leagues in Europe before we go into striker Lautaro Martinez. Uh, feels that the team did well to respond to the setback of losing to Lazio last Friday by beating Cromanense uh, 3-1 in Serie A last night. Other results out of Italy, Sassuolo and AC Milan playing out a nil-all draw. And then Roma, 3-0 winners over Monza. Roma uh, continue to do what Roma does. Uh, tonight's action, Juventus uh, will uh, be in action and their manager, Massimiliano Allegri, has said the Bianconeri need to be aggressive in their fourth Serie A match of the season at home against Spezia uh, at the Turin Bay side before the three po- uh, need <laughs> the Turin Bay side uh, needs the three points at all costs. So they're going to be try and be aggressive in tonight's uh, fixtures. Uh, the rest of your matches, Empoli take on Hellas Verona, Sampdoria versus Lazio Udinese take on, takes on Fiorentina and Napoli versus Lecce and then that uh, news that uh, Chris spoke about at the top of the show uh, it's a turn of events that could see Memphis Depay staying at Barcelona uh, because that touted transfer to Juventus seems to have collapsed completely he's going to have to fight for his place but that's just football you stay in a particular team you have to fight uh, to get and earn your place in the team we're back to Tomorrow, well, Alois is back tomorrow. Who you? Who do you have on the show tomorrow? We've got Simon Chuma. Simon Chuma on the show tomorrow. Not to be missed. Uh, Thirty minutes of an interview with a legend. It's hosted by Alois Bungira. Then we're back as the full team on Friday uh, to give you a weekend a preview. For now, may God richly bless you. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Mandy, out. And it's Messi. Is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that the arrogance can think he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Madod and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.